You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. With me is Paul Hutchinson, sales manager at 91 in Cape Town. And the subject matter today is lump sum or rand cost average investing. Welcome, Paul. I have to tell you that when I was a stockbroker, you'd get an order, for example, in the morning to buy 100,000 shares in X company. And I'd look at my screen and there's 120,000 on offer or something. So I could take my full allocation with the press of one button. But then the goal was, of course, to beat the daily average price. In other words, buy it lower than the daily average price. And at the end of the day, if you hadn't done that, if you'd paid up a little bit too much, then you were considered a failure by the client. And I suppose the same thing applies to what we're going to talk about today. If an investor wants to go into a fund, do you ease it in or do you just go for it? Thanks, Lindsay, and thanks for the opportunity. That's quite an interesting analogy. The background to this piece of work that we've done at 91 is actually following reading a book by a gentleman by the name of Nick, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to spell his surname rather than butcher it, M-A-G-G-I-U-L-L-I. He wrote this fascinating book called Just Keep Buying, and Nick, by way of background, is a data scientist. So he's looked at data, and in the work that he did, he looked at whether it was better to invest a lump sum on day one versus dollar cost averaging into the US equity market, the S&P 500, over a 12-month period. And what the facts show is that three quarters of the time, in fact, 76% of the time, it is better to invest a lump sum on day one versus dollar cost averaging over the following 12 months by as much as 4% on average over those rolling 12-month periods. So the short answer seems to be make a decision, invest now on day one. Obviously, there's a risk associated with that because 76% is not 100%. So when does the strategy fall down? What is the risk associated with this invest now strategy, as he terms it? The risk is when you invest prior to a market correction. Obviously, thereafter, it's better to have rand cost averaged in. But the Three quarters of the time, the results show that it's better to be invested on day one. And intuitively, that kind of makes sense because we all appreciate that over the long term, equity markets go up. So if you're fully invested, you benefit from those equity markets going up over time. Okay, so let's say that somebody gives you a lump sum and you put it all into the market, but then the market suffers a correction of 10%. Immediately, the investor is then 10% behind and has to get back the 10% plus then obviously increase capital. But are you saying, or is he saying rather, that this 75%, close to 75% outperformance for a lump sum investment is only scuppered when there is a market correction? That's what the data suggests. So in his analysis, and we then decided to replicate his analysis using the all share index returns for the period 1970 to 2022. And our results mirrored his results in that three quarters of the time in the South African equity market, you were better off investing a lump sum. So to your question, yes, the risk is that you make an investment prior to market correction. So what he then recommends is for those investors that are more conservative, that are more risk averse, they should consider a multi-asset portfolio. And he was able to prove through his analysis, which we then replicated for the South African market, that a lump sum investment into a multi-asset portfolio matches the performance of a dollar cost averaged investment into an equity fund at the same risk profile. So once again, you're getting a better 
bang for buck by investing a lump sum into a multi-asset portfolio than you would if you ran or dollar cost averaged into an equity fund. So for risk-averse investors, those investors that are concerned about a market correction or, in fact, the volatility of equity markets, he would suggest and our analysis would support investors making use of multi-asset portfolios. Yes, and of course, if the market continues going up and you're averaging in, then you're buying at a higher price each time, so your average is going higher each time. And that can be psychologically damaging for an investor, I suppose, because they feel that they failed like stockbroker Williams uh, used to do. But anyway, you say, let's just summarise this now, the investor approach is riskier, especially just before a market crash. Then you say you propose a multi-asset fund for those concerned about risk. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so that's really it. So a multi-asset portfolio, the portfolio manager has the benefit of being invested across asset classes, not just equities. And more often than not, equities are your most risky asset class. So if a portfolio manager can blend equities, bonds, cash, property, it's likely that that portfolio will deliver a less volatile return profile than an equity-only portfolio. And this is the experience that we've seen in the 91 Opportunity Fund, where you've had an equity-like return at lower volatility than the equity market over the long term. Yeah, you say averaging into the SA equity market has underperformed a lump sum investment into the 91 Opportunity Fund most of the time, in brackets, 76% since the launch of the fund in 1997. That's a very long track record, Paul. It is an impressive track record, and the current portfolio, Clyde Rousseau, has been the manager on this fund for at least 20 years now. So it's an impressive track record over a long period of time, and long may it continue, I think. Yes, indeed. Okay, some food for thought there. Thank you very much for your time, Paul. Paul Hutchinson is sales manager at 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.